Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Ella Governor the Podcast. As always, I'm Abdullah, and with me, as always, is Tom. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing good. So, uh, um, again, for those who are new to the show, we usually open up with wrestling talk. And uh, there was a pay-per-view this this uh, past past week, but I didn't watch it because I'm not going to fucking pay money for a fucking filler pay-per-view. But luckily enough, Tom watched it, so he's going to recap it for you while I listen. Okay, um, in a nutshell, mediocre. And to quickly run through the matches, Adam Rose versus Fandango, both the biggest jokes of the company at the moment... Ongoing feud with Layla, Summer Rae basically coming in with all different men um, to um, with a different male wrestler to piss off Fandango. Sort of insinuating that they're having sex with him at the same time. So pretty much being completely utter sluts. Well, Summer Rae is anyway, so that, that's pretty much guaranteed to be proven there. Um, there and that match ended with a double bitch slap and then a finisher by Adam Rosen. And then everyone went parting back in the back. And um, then we... Had Cameron versus Naomi. I'll be honest to God, I can see why Stone Cold Steve Austin kicked um, Cameron off the first episode of Tough Enough when they brought it back. She cannot wrestle. Naomi, on the other hand, she's the one who has the fucking talent. She's good, but I do feel kind of bad for her because then she has to wrestle with Cameron. <coughs> so yeah, that was the pre-show. If that didn't sell you... That's pretty much sums up what the pay-per-view feel is like. Um, uh, no, I'll give them credit. At least they they got this junk out the way yeah, first. Uh, yeah, it is true. But it was just like, was it even even bothered to do a pre-show at this point? Because like, the first match was less than a, two minutes. Oh, Jesus, really? Yeah, and the Cameron and Naomi match went on for longer. It went, went on nearly for about nearly four minutes. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, you know... Uh, for Pete's sake, we all know one thing. Cameron does leave wrestling. She does have a stripper outfit ready. Um, also, then we've got to move on to the main event. Best, I would arguably say, this was the best match of the night. And it was the opening match. The Usos versus the Wyatt family. It's been We've seen them wrestle against each other a few times now. But this was probably their best match. It was really good. And then there was this whole stipulation about the twin thing. You, you, you know, like the Bellas did this whole thing with like twin magic. Like they, but they used it against it against the wrestlers of it. This is one of the first time I've ever seen this ever happen against the twin wrestlers. And they constantly keep mentioning it, constantly keep mentioning it, and they never follow up on it in this match. And again, the Usos won. Really good match. Rehigh five frame, and it also the two out of three falls. I think that was a brilliant, brilliant concept. It was really well done. Um, then we had AJ Lee versus um, Deleted Page, and yes, um, yeah, this was a okay diva match, but you know, the problem is with it. I seen them perform better. That's the problem. They both have wrestled better. I think I think the the problem I think what happened what from what I'm reading is that they didn't give him enough time. WWE always does this, like you know, you have two wrestlers who can actually fucking wrestle, you know, and you give you give fucking Cameron and Naomi four minutes and 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 AJ and uh, Paige Paige only about seven minutes. They they got they got longer than that. Um, They got longer than Cameron Naomi. They got seven minutes, but they're still. 
in in mediocre term. That's a short match. The opening match was probably the second longest match of the night. Well, it's a two out of three falls match, yeah, so yeah, it's going to take up time. Yeah, so, you know, it just... Unfortunately, again, didn't go that well. And then we had Rusev versus Jack Ryan. And also, I love the fact that they're using the Russian character to get cheap heat by mentioning the current events. <laughs> oh, God. So, for anyone... Like, I'm, in- I'm, I'm so- like, I'm sorry. Here's my problem with this feud. There's no one to root for. Like, no. there is no one to fucking root for. Like... <sighs> It, Swagger, Swagger's a piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> he always has been, always will be. And Rusev is just another dumb guy who, again, Vince always does this. I don't know why, what Vince's fascination is with big guys, but he always does this. He always brings up a big guy, and he's like, we're going to push this guy as a monster heel, and then he, they push him for like six or seven months, and then he fucking, a year later, is jobbing on main events or superstars or whatever. The problem is with this at the moment is that they use very cheap heat. And again, it's kind of... That whole cheap heat overshadowed this match. And the match wasn't even that good. It did have its well, spots. Because, because Rusev is a sack of shit in the ring, yeah. that's why. Yeah. I mean, Jack Swagger was carrying his fucking ass during this whole entire fucking match. At least he had some wrestling props. I give him credit to Swagger on that end. Um... But yeah, it's just like you're so. It's like I wonder. The crowd is was so. I don't want to insult the audience here, but they were so thick as shit. They're cheering Jack Swagger. You do realize this is like the stereotype of, of the red state of American people who are complete utter ignorant racist people. You're cheering. Yeah, and let's Who's not forget, like before, you know, again, Zeb Coulter's character. Let's not mince words here. Is a racist. There yeah. is no mincing words with him. His character is a racist, jingoistic, fascist douchebag who hates minorities. Oh, and... Be- you know, I mean, come and, on. And also, um, guess how Russo beat, beats Jack Swagger in this match? How? Count out? Of course, because, you know, we gotta have we got to have the bullshit ending so these guys can fight it oh, another oh, rematch oh, oh, oh. at SummerSlam or some you, you shit want like bullsh- that. You want bullshit ending? Steph Rollins and Dean Ambrose match didn't even happen. Oh, I, I heard about that. That was bullshit. Like, had they just done that on Raw, I would have understood. But for a fucking pay-per-view where you advertise this shit yeah. and you oh, want people that, to pay fucking money for it. That crowd sorry. was pissed. Because this was, <laughs> would have been a good match. Apparently the talks going around that wanted to save it for SummerSlam. I'm like, well, if you wanted to save it for fucking SummerSlam... Don't advertise it. You can do it at Battlegrounds and then the last moment you're like, nope, not going to do it. It was bad. But they did this whole sequence like Dean Ambrose was chasing him for the car park lot. He got in the car and stormed off and everything like that. And now it sort of leads into Raw, but we're talking to Raw about that um, when we get to it. Um, no, then... I mean, because again, like, and once again, Roland's character takes another one one eighty and becomes a cowardly heel who runs away at the sight of uh, at the sight of Ambrose. I mean, god damn it! So Steph Rollins become Colonel um, Commander. Retreat. Yeah, I mean, it's just 
it's it it would have made sense if it was like feuding with someone like the Undertaker or the Rock or some you know a big guy like that, and you he didn't want to get hurt. But fucking Dean Ambrose, for God's sakes! Well, I give them credit for for what they're doing with Dean Ambrose. They definitely got the whole crazy man gimmick down, sort of thing. Because I said this to you before, um, he reminds me very much of like a Terry Funk, Mick Foley sort of type of guy, a bit of guy on edge, but Brian Pillman's another one that comes to mind, very on edge type of person. The only problem is you won't be able to do that much with that character because it's in the PG era, so you know, touch it on that. Um, so yeah, um, probably the only other good match of the night was Chris Jericho versus Bray Wyatt. These two put on a very good show and everything like that. It was a big upset though, because you would have thought Bray Wyatt would have walked away with the win on this one, but um, these two are going to have another match again probably at SummerSlam and they're probably going to be some stipulations like no DQ or Street Fight or something like that so if, I, I wouldn't mind and again it's just it's just, uh, it's just uh, it, it's kind of a shame because like I said I would like to apologize for my previous comments like on last week's episode where I said this match was going to steal the show and it didn't no 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 this, <laughs> so... this is the thing is that if they didn't have the Uso and the Wire match this would have been the best match of the night that was the thing. Well, that's not that's not saying a lot now, is it? No, well, I'm not saying it is, but yet again, if the, those two matches were not on this card, this pay-per-view would just sucked. That was the thing. This like these were the two matches that saved the pay-per-view. Again, Stefan versus Dean Ambrose would probably actually would have saved the pay-per-view even more, but they decided to completely cut that match. Um so yeah, then we had the 19-man Battle Royal match, and what did they decide to do? They get the, the Intercontinental Championship to Miz. I like that, because at least it's something that I did not expect them to do. I know, but really, the Miz out of all the people. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I saw a meme online, which I think probably sums up with... Dolph Ziggler was actually thinking that time he's sitting on the floor and what watched the Miz one and say, "Fuck this company." <laughs> I don't blame him that that's actually how he feels about it at the moment. Because seriously, why they gave this whole like Hollywood status thing to to the Miz and everything like that? They say, "Look, he's a guy who's been in films." Oh yeah, by the way, mostly WWE films. Like it's. It's just kind of weird because it's just like again they they always seem to have this thing where they would have a wrestler randomly job at some point and then out of nowhere they pull off an impossible victory. Yeah. Like it just it's just kind of weird. I mean I like the Miz and all, but at the same time I kind of think he's above the fucking Intercontinental oh, oh, title oh, yeah. at this point. He has this new gimmick when he's when he does he blocks almost every single move if you try to punch him in the face or do any moves that involves him getting his hate. His, his face hit. Oh. That's the reason why he was doing on Raw. They could have got to go, guess what he calls it? He calls it his money maker. Oh, God. So, yeah, that's the reason. That's what I mean. This gimmick would have worked so much better if, per se, let's just say, he had a very minor part in an actual theatrical big release film, and he played it up as the best thing he's ever done. And it just doesn't make any sense because, like, why would he even? Oh God! Like they've they've literally run out of ideas for this guy. Like his, because again, like Miz did his, you know, had a pretty mu- had a you know a decent gimmick when he first came into the company. I don't know why the fuck they decided to change it now, but whatever. Yeah. 
Uh, just it's like I don't. <sighs> oh yeah. Also, they change his hometown now, as everything like that. They say now he's from Los Angeles, Hollywood. Oh God! <laughs> it's like it's like uh, when Chris Jericho first came from the into the WWE. He was from he was built from New York when he wasn't. <laughs> I know. It, 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 again, Battle Royal, good match. Again, a lot better people in that match should have won the won that belt. I will say this: at least it wasn't Del Rio, because if it was right. Del Rio, I'd have fucking lost my shit <laughs> right there. To be fair, my two contenders for this match who should have won it was either Kofi. Because, my God, Kofi put on a good performance this match. And Dolph Ziggler. Those are the two people I would have said. If one of those two won the Intercontinental Championship in this match, I would have been like, okay, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Miz, what the fuck? Um, yeah, it could have been worse. It could have been that fucking bow leaf piece of shit. Oh, that... that, that uh, oh, he was, uh, he was odd, on favour for winning the match. That's the most uh, serious thing uh, about that. Uh, uh. Um, so, yeah... Now we got onto the main event. This match was why it wasn't bad. It was mediocre as shit. It has played up all, and I mean all the stereotypes of everything you can imagine in a four fatal four way. Let me guess. Cena gets knocked out, yes. and he's like, "Pin me, pin me." <laughs> yeah, basically, Cena get knocked out. Someone get thrown out the win. Um, someone get thrown out of the ring. They're knocked out for a few minutes. They come back into the ring to break up the countdown. Oh, my God. It went on, on, and on. The only person that looked good in this match was Roman Reigns. He really shone through this match. Because, again, because I, I think they told him, like, look, we're trying to push you. Like, just... Because it just... From what I hear, it just kind of felt like by the numbers. Because, you know, or- Orton and Cena were on autopilot again. Yeah. Because... Fucking, they always. Kane was just doing what Kane does, so I can't be that. Kane, not Kane at this point is at the end of his career, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he retired next year. I'll give him like two more years with the company until he retires. I think he will retire once when the Undertaker retires. That's just my personal insight on that. Um, but yeah, Roman Reigns um, again reached on through with this. I think they are definitely hinting towards a. Rivalry with him and Triple H at SummerSlam, which uh, I don't know how to feel about that. Or Randy Orton, most likely. But and we'll talk about that when we get to Raw, because i got a lot to say about that. Yeah, but apart from that, um, mediocre pay-per-view, not worth watching. I just, um, If I had to rate this, I'd just give it a 2 out of 5. You didn't, act, you didn't pay money for this, did you? Um, no, it was actually, uh, funny enough, Sky, even though Sky is supposed to have this new contract with them and everything like that, and um, funny enough, this pay-per-view was free. So okay, Good, if you paid money for this, then you for, were For those idiots. that don't know, that's, some of the pay-per-views here in the UK are free to watch on Sky Sports free sometimes, and apparently they renewed the contract saying that none of the pay-per-views going to be free, but apparently this one was, so I don't know what was going on that end, but yeah. I think that yeah. they realized the pay-per-view was too shitty, and they're like, yeah, we're not going to charge people to watch this. Yeah, but yeah, apart from that, mediocre. On to Raw, and uh, Raw was pretty insane oh, this week, Raw I will was, have to say, right? <laughs> Raw was good. Yeah, it was all over the place, and I'm like, you know, you could have done this at the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. Because, uh... This is a pay-per-view-worthy card if you would have, would have thrown this together on the actual pay-per-view, you know? 
we actually, I mean, again, and one of the things I liked, even though it was a short match, was the Miz and Dolph Ziggler actually having a fucking match. Oh, yeah. And it was good. That was probably the best <laughs> match of the night, to be honest. Yeah. See what happens when you take away the gimmicks and all this bullshit mm. and actually just give us two guys having a match? It was really good. There were really, really good moments and stuff like that. Inside the ring, outside the ring. Um, it was, it was, I was going to say it was good. It was a really good match. Um, that's best match of the night. Um, also, this probably all went, went around the internet like hot fire. Um, during the match of um, Brie versus um, four different divas, the robots of the WWE. Um, have you heard about this? That uh, nipples, um, uh, one of her tits came out. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, apparently that went mad on Twitter. But WWE, uh, funny enough, didn't show that was trending on on Twitter at all. <laughs> oh, Brie, keep it classy. <laughs> oh, God damn. Oh, well, that's what happens when you have a PG product and and you have to constantly, you know, censor your shit. That they're like, oh, you know, women can't dress like, you know, because again, if this was like the Attitude Era, they wouldn't have given a shit. But now, now it's a like a, it's a PG product. They they probably would have, you know. So yeah, uh, nip slip. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that was t- trending all over Twitter, but no one bothered to say that because they tried to cover that best as possible. I think um, on I think some broadcasts of it basically it did just cut the black because I think one of the editing live editing studio went oh shit and basically had, had to pick hit hit the panic button for for a few minutes. Oh, it reminds me of that one episode of SmackDown where it was Randy Orton versus Cody Rhodes, and then Randy Orton like hit him real hard with the bell. And then blood just came gushing out everywhere, and it was it was so badly edited. Yeah. And then and that's what I think what reminds me of because again, WWE can't have that. No. But yeah, um, go go from the start of the night. Um, Triple H came out. He says that he's mad at John Cena and everything like that. And he gave a little bit of a pot shot to the um, internet fans and stuff like that. And then. Then Kane and Autumn came out. Um, it did have a big five fight feel about it and everything like that. Um, funny enough, Randy Autumn actually dug down deep and actually tried to show some fire he has been missing for a long time. Um, then him and Kane had a bitch fit towards you. Roman Reigns came in and basically summed up what, what the whole tight audience was thinking. He said, no one wants to see John Cena versus Kane and especially no one wants to see John Cena versus Randy Orton again. And I thought, yeah, that, that is true. That is very true. <laughs> and no one wants to see you, Roman Reigns. <laughs> no, no, funny enough, he actually said his name and then he got a huge pop. <laughs> no, no, he's, I mean, he's doing, doing well. He's doing well, to be, uh, let's yeah. be fair. Well, I, I joke. I know, I know. <laughs> you do, but, but yeah, I Roman Reigns, um, he got a, a lot of thing over this. And then it was a, um, then it was a, um, handicap match, Roman Reigns versus Kane and Orton, and sure enough, um, you know, Kane and Orton are not agreeing with each other. What happened? Roman Reigns win because um, Orton refused to tag in when Kane was wrestling. He was like, God damn it, Vince, stop trying to make me wrestle. <laughs> yeah, and then Orton did his whole Orton thing when he like stared him down, and then he didn't get back in the ring, and he's like, screw this ship, I'm going home. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, yeah, it was a pretty good match. Had some good spots. And then probably the biggest pit piss take ever. A four-on-one handicap match involving Divas. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those moments where I'm like, you know, you you had a good Raw up until this point. But I, that's the thing I don't get about this. It's like, okay, I thought Eve was a face. Wait, what? When, when, when she became a heel? Oh, okay. Fuck if I know. <laughs> And then it was like Nikki hugs Brie, who was in the audience and everything like that. And then um, Stephanie comes out um, talking smack to Brie. And then literally actually did smack Brie. And then they two got in a little cat, a tiny cat fight. And then she was dragged out the building. And then Nikki. God, this segment was fucking awful. Yeah. It's, it's just like, I I don't understand why they're trying to push for a Nikki versus Stephanie feud. Like, no one wants to see this shit. And why are you trying to push Nikki as a face? Like, she's not over the crowd. The divas aren't real fucking terrible. And goddamn. <laughs> I just... And also, let's be honest, out of the twins, she's the nasty one. Yeah, <laughs> because was, I mean, I kind I, I, I mean, I understand why you can't push Brie because you know her husband's in you know critical condition at this point. She has to be by his side, and you know I understand like she's still on pay, and they have to you know she has to show up at least well, one that, once that, or twice. But that, still, that show was actually quite easy for her. Cause it was in Miami, and their main headquarters is in Miami, and she and Daniel Bryan live live there anyway, so it's probably pretty easy for her to get her ass down to that show, to be honest. Well, yeah, I mean, and we know it was going to come eventually where she's like, and I'm tired of this bullshit of, oh, this person is fired, but they bought a ticket, so it's okay for them to be on the show. That, that, is, that, that is actually true. That's actually, that is, is actually true. Um, I was looking this up, and I went, is that technically legal? And apparently so. Basically, if if basically you used to work for a company and do an entertainment sort of thing, you are within your right to buy a ticket and go and watch the show unless they specifically say you're not allowed to come back to, to watch the shows either. No, but I mean, in, in a story, yeah, no, from, a, from a, like a story point standpoint where it's like, oh, this person was fired, but they're, but they bought tickets. It's just, well, yeah. no, no, no. It's done, if you look back for the history, Stone Cold gave Goldberg a ticket to go to um, no Way Out in 2004. Um, even Scott's, um, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash brought tickets when they invaded WCW and they were sitting in the crowd. It's been done before. And it's just... And it's just that's why I just, like, really pissed me off because it's just, like, a dumb fucking thing that they've done a billion times. And, like I said, I don't understand. Like, is there anyone out there who just who says to themselves, yeah, I want to see a Nikki Bella versus Stephanie match at SummerSlam or some shit like that? Because no. no one wants to see that shit. This is when, you know, the Divas Division is very, very badly poorly handled. When, at the moment, you basically showed off the large majority of your Tanu, the Bellas, Naomi, um, no, 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 it's Cameron... E. Rosa Mendez, and Alicia Fox, and then those are like the people you consider as push-worthy material. Also, I would have liked to see more fucking 
stuff put on the AJ and, and uh, Page feud, but fuck that shit. Well, they is, actually have talent, well, so we're not going to bother with them. It's actually kind of funny, because they're, at the moment, they're, I would say there's four divas on the roster that I would, would say have got wrestling talent, but they are not getting... They're barely either getting, not getting enough time, or they're not even bothering to push, or they're pushing the wrong person. And that's basically, you mentioned two of them, AJ and Paige, and the other two is Natalia and Naomi. And Layla, to an extent. Yeah. Layla, babe, she's just being wasted at the moment, this whole stupid few-few with Fandango. I mean, I understand, like, she can't go as, as, as she did because of injury, you know, back, you know, four years ago when, she, you know, she, she wasn't badly injured, yeah. but still, come on. I know, it's just wasn't good. So yeah, we had this whole highlight reel section was meant to happen, but um, during the WWE app thing happened, Jericho was given an interview, backstage segment interview, but he was attacked by the Wyatts, and then, sure enough, um, the Wyatts came out and basically did a promo. By the way, good promo from, from Bray anyway. Um, but yeah, um, that happened, so moving on. Well, again, because that's just them building up the feud, and you know, Bray needs to look strong because yeah. he, you know, suffered a loss. Which, whatever. It was good. He came out and was really convincing. Now, that's a, that's the one thing I do like about Bray Wyatt is that he's 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 he's, he's gotten a lot better since he first came came for. The yeah, because I really wasn't feeling him when he first came because he was just garbage when he first arrived. But he he's improved. Yeah, and the thing is, is that I mean, Chris Jericho. Okay, Chris Jericho returns. Who's working with first? Bray Wyatt. I wouldn't be surprised. He probably said, "Oh, let me work with Bray Wyatt." And even Mick Foley's going on Twitter, uh, going on his Facebook social network page, and say, "If he was allowed to wrestle, he would have loved to come back and have one more match with Bray Wyatt to put him over." Yeah, because let's be honest, <laughs> he's the only one who's actually being built up right. Yeah. I think him and Reigns are the only two ones that are being built up right. Yeah, it'd be uh, again. We would not, we're not. I would say that Steph Rollins and Dean Ambrose are kind of getting there, but they made some really. St- I think that just rounds. killed. That yeah. just pissed me off. Oh, with the fucking rounds. thing where it's like you you advertise a match, but then it's like oh, ne- never happened. It's just Jesus Christ! Why it's, did you even advertise it if you, it wasn't going to happen? That, that would have killed those two superstars' careers a little bit. I would say it was not a big setback, but is a bit of a setback for doing doing doing. And it just it doesn't make any sense because like you know that oh, so you're telling me that like Bray Wyatt and Chris Jericho can have like multiple matches with winners and losers, but fucking Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins can't have multiple matches. Yeah. Fuck off. So yeah, we already mentioned this match that came up, the Miz and Dolph Ziggler. Again, um, I'll just quickly say it's a good match, plenty of drama, near falls, and um, and like I said, you know, this is what happens when you take away the stupid gimmicks and actually give us yeah. a a decent match. Yeah. I think the Miz is kind of developing the Hollywood character, but the problem I said this problem already is that you need to get him in a, in a proper theatrical film. I, it just, it's just not believable when he's just doing WWE studio films, to be honest. Ugh, it's like that, yeah. it's like that stupid, uh, what was it, see no evil gimmick with Kane? Oh. That they did. Oh, oh don't, they don't say the number, don't say the number, otherwise he's going <laughs> to beat the crap out of you. And that went nowhere. <laughs> I remember, I remember during that feud, they had Shawn Michaels come out as special guest referee, and the coach gave him a special shirt that said all the numbers over it and everything like that. So what did it do? 
they knock out the coach and basically put the shirt on him when Kane came out. <laughs> Just God damn, that was fucking stupid. Oh, that was back in oh four oh five, wasn't it? Yeah, sure. but uh, no, it was 2006, I think, wasn't it? It was around that up. time, it was like mid-noughties. Um, yeah. But, uh, and speaking of dumb, Damien Sandow, Christ. Yeah. Where, like, I, okay, it was in Miami, and you knew that they were going to make a reference to the LeBron thing, but my God... They did it in the most absolutely retarded way possible by having fucking uh, Damian Sandow come out with a with a with a Miami Miami jersey and having Miami crossed out and Cleveland written you know under it because if you don't know LeBron left the Miami Heat to go to play for the Cle- to, for the Cleveland Cav- Cavaliers and that's supposed to piss the audience off so. You know, <laughs> again, it's cheap. It's cheap heat one hundred and one, and it's been done for years. It's been done back in the days of Rick when Rick Flair was champion. God, and I just it, and you know, like oh, they always do this one. Like they, they they when they go to Miami, they're always gonna have like someone wear like a basketball jer- jersey by the rival team or something like that. They did that shit with fucking My- Michael Cole back in like twenty twenty eleven. Oh, for well, God they sakes. did that with John Cena back in 03. and it, just. It, and and again, like I said, back in the days of Rick Rick Flair when he was the world heavyweight champion, back when he was young, they did it, they did shit like that back then. <laughs> Not to mention, like, what was it? And and, well, and who's his opponent? Fucking Bo Leave. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, isn't he supposed to be a heel? Oh god, it was just it wasn't uh, it wasn't a good match. It was very boring. It was a dumb it was a dumb piece of shit match because again you have two stupid characters being put to kill time and cheap heat and I'm thinking to myself there has to be a payoff to this Damian Sandow crap because I'm I'm really getting tired of this like uh, I'm I'm at the I'm at that point where I'm thinking to myself I I can't stand this guy on TV anymore I'm there there has to be a payoff please there has to be a fucking payoff to this crap So yeah um so yeah, we have Paige and AJ versus Natalia and Emma. Um, okay, um, I'm, I said this on another podcast um, um, about Paige and AJ because the, the whole chemistry, what they were doing with these two was that when I saw it, I went, oh, they're recycling the story of Trish Strasser's Mickey James here. It's pretty obvious. And I thought, okay, this, this could work for these two characters, for these two characters, for these two wrestlers. If they keep it dragging out for a few weeks, nope. They did the turn instantaneously. So we're back to standard 101 with Diva's rivalries now. Yeah, or it's like, oh, you could have built this up and actually had tension, but it's like, ah, fucking heel turn. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, they don't care. Like, I wish they put more effort into the fucking... They put a lot more effort into Stephanie McMahon versus Brie Bella than... Or Nikki Bella... Than this shit, which is just sad. This is what I mean. That's what I mean. This 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 whole Paige and AJ thing, you could have dragged it out for another two weeks with them being friends of it, and then the betrayal come could like like they did with Trish Strasser and Mickey James, and that that what I've got to say was a very good Divas feud. Well, I just mentioned just then, and this could have that this this feud could have gone that way, but no, they did the twist too early. They could have saved this for SummerSlam, yeah, and it would have made a lot more impact then. But no, of course not. Yeah, because we still got quite a few weeks to go, unfortunately. So you know, 
So, yeah, then we had Fandango versus Zack Ryder. And, oh, my God, Zack Ryder won a fucking match on Raw. <laughs> Zack Ryder was on television. That's the, that's what the shocking thing about this. I know. He <laughs> won a match on Raw. <laughs> when I was, watching, I was like, oh, my God. You're on Raw, and you won a match. <laughs> I guess they just felt sorry for him at this point where they're like... Yeah, we're we're running out of dudes. Well, because our roster is like it's shitty at this point. Well, because we had um, he shall not be named and walked out of the company, and our other top star is in critical condition at the moment. It kind of sucks at the moment with the roster at the moment. Now thinking about it, (laughs) I I can't believe I'm saying this, but Batista, please come back. (laughs) We need something. Well, we got Chris Jericho back, so that might help. But yeah, again, Batista's please come back as well. The roster's already. We need some people who can Also, Sting, get your fucking head out of your ass and show up already. I'm getting he's, tired he's of waiting. funny. You know what's actually kind of funny? He's actually gone on report and actually said he's ready to compete. He wants to go into the ring. Like, he's, he's saying in interviews, like, I'm ready to go in for that. So I'm guessing it's just WWE's probably saying, no, 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 we, we're going to wait. Uh, if they are smart, he turns up at SummerSlam. They have to, please, because I, um, I'm, I'm, I can't. Like, here's the thing. Like, I talk about the product, and I say this is a good Raw. It was a good Raw, but that ain't saying a lot, to be huh. quite honest, because the product right now is kind of... It's kind of in in a shitter right now, and I'm really yeah. struggling to well, get through this crap. To be quite honest, yeah. this is what I mean. This if Sting's going to turn up on WWE on SummerSlam, I don't know how they're going to do it. Maybe interrupts like the main event or something like that. And I don't know how they're going to do it. But um, if he does, if he does come back, uh, there's three people I want him to see him compete against, and that's uh, um, Undertaker's the main one I want to see him compete with. Um, Daniel Bryan was another one I want to see him compete with, and John Cena is another one on that list I would like to see him compete. Those are my top three people I would like to see him wrestle. Originally, I had CM Punk on that list, but you know, he ain't never coming back. But of course, if he comes, you know it's going to happen, where it's like, Triple H is going to be like, hold on, I'm the man who defined the Attitude Era. You gotta have a match with me first. Oh god! <laughs> you know it's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, we know Undertaker is gonna be his final match, but with Sting, I would like to see him have some match with some of the current roster because I think he will do good working with some of the current. Roster. And the thing is with Sting, he's very—he's one of these wrestlers that can still kind of go, but the problem is, he's—he's he's, he's, he's like a crank up. I know, I'm, I'm a huge Sting fan, but I'm kind of insulting him here. He's like a wind-up toy. You need to wind him up properly to get him to compete properly. Otherwise, it's just going to be Sting comes down, Sting hits you with baseball bat, Sting goes home. Well, they could do what they did with back in w- the WCW days where they just have him hang around at the top of the rafters and do nothing for a couple of shows and, until, like, a fucking he comes pay-per-view. Out, what, you mean when he comes down on the stick line and going straight at Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan? <laughs> or, or, or he put a replica head of Hulk Hogan in, inside a prison and he opens it <laughs> oh god or when, he get, when he's fighting somebody I don't remember who it was but it was I think it was Rick Steiner and then like Scott Steiner shows up backstage and attacks him with dogs yeah <laughs> god that was awful yeah. 
to be fair, Sting was one of the one of the good things that was came out of WCW. We have to be fair about that. I mean, again, because I, I mean, as a kid, I really liked Sting because he was he was WCW's Undertaker. Like he was a yeah. badass that you know you, everyone respected and no one ever talked shit about him. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anyone talk shit about Sting because oh. he has like a lot of respect in the ring. Yeah. That says a lot about someone. Yeah, only him and the Undertaker I can really think of that a lot of people do respect a lot in the industry. Um, again, um, again, his final match is going to be on the Undertaker. He's going to have a couple matches online. John Cena should be on there. We know Triple H is going to have want to have a match with him. Um, I would like to see him have a match with Daniel Bryan before he faces the Undertaker, and probably maybe a match against each member of the Shield might be interesting. You don't know, or Bray Wyatt for that matter might be very interesting. I want to see him as like an active wrestler. Yeah. I know that's never going to happen, but I want to see him as an active wrestler because, like, I'm, I swear to God, I'm getting tired of this shit. I want something to keep me wanting to to watch, you know, because it's just like this this shit isn't yeah. like. Well, when T, um, Sting was the TNA and stuff like that, he was quite active on that roster. I know he was there like every single like like he was there one week and then he was gone for the following week and then he was came back the next following week sort of thing, but. If that's the case, I wouldn't mind that from Sting, you know. Yeah, because I don't want—I don't want another Brock Lesnar or Rock where they just show up whenever they feel like it, and you know, if the pay is good for them, they would, you know, do a pay-per-view. But at the same time, it's like I want an active roster member, yeah. you know. Like, I mean, I, I okay, I wasn't a big fan of Batista's recent run, but at least he was there, you know. Again, that's why I give credit to people like Batista, um, Ron Van Dam, and. Chris Jericho because when they come back they have a stint then they go away and then they come back which was yeah. good which I really do respect them for and so that's how I feel part-timers should work not like Brock Lesnar when he's like okay I'm back guys I'm going to cause destruction and mayhem oh we're going to follow up no because you're going to go fuck off for another couple of months and he's like, oh, I don't want to talk to anyone except Heyman. And poor Heyman having to deal with this shit. <laughs> I think Heyman doesn't mind it because he's good friends with Brock Lesnar in real life. I, I think, think he's, just... he's, he's yeah. he, I think he's his, he is his only friend, to be quite honest. Yeah, because I've seen shoot interviews with Paul Heyman and stuff like that. And he's basically not put Brock Lesnar down, but it's really, really went into graphical detail what the man is like. He lives, he lives on a house, alone, basically, has no postcode. All his mail gets delivered out of a post box in town, so he goes in and collects it from there. You can't find his estate anywhere on the map. He's a very, very alone guy. He's a big... Like a, and that's why I think, like, Payman is his only friend, to be quite honest, because he, he was the only one that, that actually believed in Lesnar when he first came into the WWF and, you know, put him over. Oh, yeah. You know, as a mouthpiece. Yeah. And again, it's just going back to that with uh, Heyman putting over, because again, I think I've not heard Brock Lesnar have uh, spoken since Extreme Rules almost nearly two years ago now. <laughs> I want some changes. Well, ex ex changes. <laughs> well, except for the loud, apish scream he does now and again in the ring. <laughs> and also then throwing monitors into the crowd and injuring people because of it. You know, that's, that's, that's pretty much what he does now. And, and also destroy... the. It, if they're going to give him a gimmick, basically, instead of conquer the streak, it should be conquering the broken chair streak. Like, every <laughs> time he gets hold of a chair, he's the only wrestler I can think of literally demolishes a chair by slamming it on the floor. <laughs> you killed my family chair! <laughs> I want revenge! Yeah. 
So yeah, um, it's like he bashes chairs, and his only weakness is pens. Because <laughs> remember when Undertaker stabbed him with that pen, <laughs> that, and he's like, "Pens, my only weakness." That is, I got to admit, that was brilliant how they did that. It's like he's just like he's just got his hand there, and Undertaker's like, "You know what? You're you're a big dick, and you know what they say? The pen is more mighty than the sword." <laughs> how does he slay the beast? He slays it with a pen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um. So yeah, we had Flow Rider came out. Well, fuck him. And then Stephanie Mann um, basically was there. And then police officers came out and arrested her. Yeah, this segment was awful. It was again. You could tell that these, people, these police officers... Well, one of them looked convincing. He looked like he looked like a police officer. The other one looks like, yeah, you just grab someone from, from, from the back office and just say to him, hey, you want to make some extra bit of money? Yeah, sure. Well, just pretend to be a police officer and arrest uh, arrest Stephanie, okay? Yeah, sure. God, I missed the days back in the Attitude Era when 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 uh, Vic McMahon would call out police officers, and at least then they would have been dressed as police officers. Yeah. Oh my god, it was bad. Uh, basically, she got handcuffed and everything like that. She's like she's screaming and everything like that, and then she did sell on the fact that she was scared of going into jail. But apart from that, uh, yeah, that's about it. And then Triple H is just like. It's just like talking down to her and I thought, okay, right, fair enough, and that's pretty much was that segment. And then, oh my god, why Baxel actually had a match that didn't involve the Gold Dust or Stardust? What happened to Stardust? Because he hasn't been seen oh, no, in a while now. No, no, they did have a promo for him. Weirdly, they had a random promo with Gold Dust, and they went to Stardust, and that was it. We didn't see him for, for the rest of the night. You thought they might actually might turn up, and it, it probably in the because they, they haven't, they haven't been. They, I think the last time I saw them was like on a SmackDown episode. That was it. I don't know. Maybe they're resting, resting them up. Maybe that that could be the proper case. Um, I can understand why for this match because Rybraxel won, and this was where it went from weird. Oh god! <laughs> no, 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 no! I love it because out of nowhere, Xavier Woods goes from. This fun-loving guy who's obsessed with nostalgia from the 90s to Malcolm fucking X. Yeah, I thought that. I actually thought that. I thought, <laughs> it's like, brother love meets Malcolm X. And then you know what this also reminds me of? This sounds like what? they're starting up a new nation of domination. Yeah, it pretty much is. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, fine, I, I can get behind this. <laughs> if this is the case... And also, Xavier Wood, very well spoken. <laughs> like, he pulls it off. He really does pulls it off. I thought, you and know, it was just. You know it, I, I think well. it, I, to me, like what killed the segment is like the the match with Rybaxel was actually pretty good, but the fucking crowd was just dead at this point, and it kind of killed it for well, me. You blame for them? They're all cheering and screaming for fucking Flowrider beforehand, and then they had the whole segment when they're screaming their heads off with Stephanie getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, again, bad, a bad placement, but a good finishing segment when it was Xavier Woods coming out. I think I was, and I was happy because, like, I if this is going to be a, a a stable, have them be a heel stable, yeah. please have them be a heel stable. because finally we're going to get that Kofi heel turn. Finally, and also just get our truth in there. There you go. You you got you got a good built up stable. Yeah, <laughs> you got our truth not doing anything. Throw him in the mix. 
Also, if you're going to do na- Nation, Mark Henry, he's still on the roster. That is true, yeah. That is true. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised that they try to recruit him at one point. When when he does come back from his injury. Um, so yeah, um, I consider this as a piss break. Um, Rusev versus the Great Carly. Next, and I all gonna, I was, I was just going to say one quick thing about this. Is I know that this, this is going to shock you. Carly looked like he was actually putting. Um, how can I say this? Actually, looked like he was actually trying with Rusev. <laughs> or Rusev, or actually made Rusev look like weak. <laughs> and I thought to myself, Carly, you haven't done this in a year. Why the fuck are you doing this with Rusev? <laughs> Uh, keep in mind, this man worked with The Undertaker, so yeah. keep that in mind. <laughs> oh my god, it was weird. It was just like, oh my, wait, have I gone back to the days when you first appeared in the company? What, what, have I stepped in the Twilight Zone? <laughs> it's like, he's like, oh shit, Jinder's gone, that old translator guy's gone, be I back. better start giving, I better start giving a shit. <laughs> wow, um, apart from that, yeah, what you said next, um, Dean Ambrose versus Osaro, again. Another good match. Oh, this was a fantastic match. This was easily match of the night for me. Two guys, like, great in the ring. Had great chemistry, by the way. Yeah. And it's such a shame that they killed Cesaro. But, yeah. again... Well, I mean, uh, well, Ambrose is, is off his rocker gimmick and everything like that. Um, I find it weird that it ended in, like, it's basically it was a chair shot to Cesaro for the disqualification sort of thing, so... Yeah, that was kind of pissed me off. It's like, you had this amazing fucking match with these two guys, and they put it... They gave it their all. Yeah. Like, this was easily the best match of the night for me. Yeah. But then they have to go and... Bullshit ending, yeah. disqualifications. That, <sighs> that's the reason why I preferred the Miz over Dolph Ziggler match. At least that match had a clear finish, unlike this match. But again, this match and, those, and the Miz-Dolph Ziggler match, probably the best matches of the night, to be honest. Where they actually involved actual wrestling and not stupid gimmicks. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, we had this whole segment beforehand with Triple H basically getting all his stuff and everything like that. He's like, so it's like someone comes over, someone in the backstage says, "Where do you go? Where are you going?" And he's like, "Well, I'm gonna go down to the police station. Family comes first in this bit." So he said, "Yeah, but what about the announcer with the guy and everything like that?" And he's like, "Ah." It's like, Shit. It's, 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 are the boys down there? Yeah, they're down there at the moment. Well. The paperwork has got to be processed, right? Anyway, yeah. And, uh, I thought, I thought, wow, you insinuating that you're going to leave your wife a bit longer in jail so you want to take care of business. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I, I don't know, it was a funny segment. I just thought it was funny. So, yeah, um, so Triple H came out and he's like, he announced his opponent. And, of course, Randy Orton comes out. Then Roman Reigns comes out and basically attacks him through the crowd and he's just like, Triple H just, I don't know, Triple H sort of pulled off the look and he's like, can't anything work for me tonight? I think I could, could, when he saw that look, he's like, "God damn it, Vince! Are you really gonna like put a put a feud between these two guys yeah. who haven't had chemistry up until this point?" <laughs> it would make more sense if Roman Reigns going up against Triple H, but you know. Um... Now, this is my problem. This is what I want to talk about. It's like they're trying to build up a feud between Orton and Reigns, and I'm thinking to myself, why? Like it, they have. They've never had chemistry. I think this is the first time I think I've heard them speak to each other, yeah. let alone even acknowledge each other's existence. To be quite honest. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. It just wasn't. I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing the two having a match against each other at SummerSlam, but 
Well, we've got a few weeks until SummerSlam still, so, you know, probably they do a good job building up, hopefully, fingers crossed. But again, this WWE, they could shoot themselves in the foot or put their foot in their mouths at any time. Uh, okay, and let's, to cut a long story short, it's, Bla- it's Brock Lesnar. Yes. Yeah. so yeah, Paul Heyman came out and there's this whole thing he put on Twitter saying, well, plan A didn't work, plan B didn't work, so let's do plan C. And Brock Lesnar came out, the crowd went, were, were groaning and everything like that and booing him and everything like that. And that's the right reaction for Brock Lesnar, to be honest. <laughs> because everyone hates this fucker now ever since the whole Undertaker thing. <laughs> and I, I think to myself, and also the other reason I think why the crowd booing him is that, keep in mind, Brock Lesnar, you probably fucked over the fans of the one opportunity that Sting might have a match with The Undertaker. <laughs> Again, I, I, I'm harp on about this in previous commentaries on multiple, on this commentary and on another commentary about The Undertaker. I say, please, for the love of God, keep Brock Lesnar away from The Undertaker. And nope. What you do, and what happens to him? He ends up having a concussion and going to the hospital. <laughs> and Vince McMahon did, didn't stay at the end of WrestleMania. He went with The Undertaker to the fucking hospital. And that speaks volumes on its own. Um, so yeah, Paul Heyman came out put over Brock Lesnar per usual, remind everyone that he conquered the streak and remind and basically told the story what I just said, said about Vince McMahon himself, went to Jack and the Undertaker in the hospital, went with him and everything like that. And I thought to myself, this be a good point for John Cena to come out. But he wasn't there. He wasn't because there? He was busy, because he was busy shooting a movie. Oh, I just thought, right, you, you, you miss a huge opportunity here. No, but uh, because because the news broke out that he was going to be on Raw, like a lot of people actually believed that he was going to drop the titles <laughs> at Battleground because they they revealed that he wasn't going to be on Raw the next week, the next day. And I'm like, yeah, that's never going to happen. I'm sorry, but this was just like a, such a poor ending to a Raw. Again, again, it wasn't bad. We were listening to Heyman. At least, at least it was someone interesting that was speaking. But I just thought you're just sitting there for any time now. Anytime, and I mean, and they couldn't be bothered to uh, like record a, a like a little like th- message or something. Yep. You know, I mean, even Rock when he didn't show up on Raw, he did like the recorded segments. Yep. The pre-recorded segments, for God's sakes, they couldn't have done that with Cena, for God's sakes. Yeah, I know, and you know, again, it's like good Raw, but that ending was really fucking shitty. Yeah. And basically, Poima ends off with his speech saying, well, you beat you beat the Undertaker's streak. How do you feel about beating the streak of Cena's 15, 15 title wins in 10 years seem worth conquering? And I thought, okay, that's a good way to end it, but please don't indicate that you basically Brock Lesnar is going to be like winning the title work every single week now he comes back. <laughs> He's going to win it, buddy. I don't see him like actually showing up to, you know... Any of the rules. Yeah. At least when The Rock won it, he turned up at least like one or two rules, but Brock Lesnar. I, I, I'm, I'm, no, seriously, I'm going to be fucking terrified if they give him the belt. But I know that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, that, that's going to happen, because again, he, you know, if he beat the fucking streak, he's going to, like, beat Cena. Yeah, the thing is. And you got to think about this, because Cena's the only guy he hasn't beaten yet. Yeah. So there you go. This is the thing I'm really, really worried about. It's like, I know a lot of people were bitching about it that when The Rock beat CM Punk for the title. Um, at least with I The Rock, made... he deserved... No, that, that, he deserved that made se- yeah. No, that made sense yeah. because 
Punk held that title for a long time. And don't give me that shit about, oh, that wasn't enough. That no. was more than enough. Yeah. He had his fair share. He did. And it was enough. Yeah. Because, and, and like I said, after that Ryback bullshit, his title reign became meaningless yeah. to me. And the thing was with it as well is that Punk went through this whole spill that he could beat everyone. And also, when The Rock did came back, I thought to myself, okay, because a lot of these opponents that Punk was going up against, he was destroying on the mic. And I thought to myself, the Rock came back. He, he basically spoke spoke the truth and everything like that. And he basically, I thought, yep, yeah, he, yeah, I I see the Rock winning. That that's the thing, and and it was a good match. Yeah. I don't know why people were complaining about it. It was a good match. Yeah, their 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 Royal Rumble match was very good, and their Extreme Rule match probably not was as good, but it was still a good match. I mean, again, so. Like again, like people gave Rock a lot of shit, but at least he came back and did like several pay per views. Yeah. So there you go, and two two WrestleManias, not one WrestleMania, two WrestleManias. And Survivor Series. Yeah. He did Survivor Series. He did Royal Rumble. He did um, two WrestleManias. He did Extreme. He Rules. fucking showed up. He fucking showed up to WrestleMania 30, yeah. and, and he didn't even have to do that. To be quite yeah. honest. Also, keep in mind as well is that. Um, when Extreme Rules was in Brock Lesnar's hometown, he didn't bother to turn up for it. I'm just saying, that speaks volumes on, on the two different competitors' standards. It's like, I'm just saying. And at least Rock showed up for like a filler pay-per-view, like an Elimination Chamber. Yeah. You know? And he defended the title. <laughs> now, like, Brock Lesnar was like, I don't want to show up unless it's like the four pay-per-views and... Extreme Rules. And you only got... <laughs> and, you only, and you only get like, what was it? Six or seven like raw appearances a, a year or some shit like that. It was just, his contract is fucking bullshit. If I if like I, I... I guess um, this this is gonna make you laugh a little bit. Um, out of all the stuff, because um, I was listening to another podcast. Um, this, have you listened to Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast? I listen to it time and time again. Well, he had Paul Heyman in it on the build up to WrestleMania 30 back in August. I listened to that one. And um, Stone Cold's already said said this publicly and on the podcast as well. There were only two people that convinced him to come back in that ring. One of them was Punk. The other is Brock Lesnar, apparently. <laughs> really? No, seriously. Like Paul Heyman was asking him, he's like, would you get back in that ring? And Stone Cold went quiet for a few seconds and he, and he said yes. The guy you didn't want to put over back in 2004... It makes you want to come back into the ring. I know. That's the shocking thing about it. <laughs> well, Stone Cold, I didn't know you uh, felt that way. I know, but yeah, again, this, it, again, Stone Cold's really good friends with Paul Heyman, so I wouldn't be surprised if if anyone's going to convince him to do it, it's going to be Paul Heyman. Of course, but that was Raw, and that was the wrestling talk, so again, pretty, pretty meh. Pretty meh week, to be quite honest. Again, but... good rule. Bad pay per view. <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy that we're finally done with this battleground bullshit and we're moving on to SummerSlam. You know, the pay per view that actually fucking matters. Yeah, you know, a good pay per view is that too. Yeah. Anyway, so once again, time put timestamp, and you know, if you want to skip the wrestling talk, just go to that timestamp. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be coming out for like I think a, next week for you guys at the UK. Yep, we're getting it next week at the end on yeah July the thirty 
first or uh, I think it's either the thirty first or thirtieth, so pretty much the end end of this month. I know Australia. I think Australia's getting it this week. Oh, they already got it. I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, and I've seen the trailers and stuff like that. And I still think that I um, I mentioned this before. I saw the, the little preview they did at um, everything like that. And I think this film will make its money. It's not going to be a high-earning earn, movie. But I think it's going to gain that cult status. It's it's gonna make money because again it's a Marvel movie and people are stupid and they're gonna pay fucking money for it. No, no, I know. Like I mean, and here here's how I feel about it. Like I've always been skeptical about this because I'm not a fan of James Gunn. I I really am not. No, and, same and I'm not a fan of the cast. I think that you could have. Outside of the guy playing Star Lord, I don't really like any of the other choices, to be quite honest. And I just think that uh, it just looks like it just looks lazy. It looks like a TV movie, to be quite honest. It like because it because all the aliens are like guys with painted faces, and that's kind of lazy to me. Uh. That, that, that's kind of like the one of the most laziest things you can do in a movie, where it's like, oh, this guy's an alien. How can you tell? He has a blue face. Ugh. Like I don't. I mean, again, I I'm not a fan of the comic. I really don't give two flying shits about the Guardians of the Galaxy. They never been. They weren't like the Avengers or the. They weren't like the Avengers. That's what I'm trying to say. Because I mean, yeah, Avengers. You got like Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, all these superheroes, and then you have like a talking raccoon and a tree man on the other team, and it's like, yeah. But yeah, I'm like. I probably am going to see this um, still, though, but I'm not expecting too much out, out of it. I think it's going to be all right. And even from the trailers, I'm not... I, none of the trailers are like, you know, I got to see this. It's just like, yeah, you know? It's a it's a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Like, what do you want, you know? It's, it's what, it, what it is. It's what it is, I think, and... I don't know. I, I'm I'm just kind of bummed out that this entire phase we're not we haven't gotten built up to Ultron. Yeah, I know. Again, that's what I think that was the decision that was made halfway through this phase because it was so obvious that it meant to be Thanos. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, oh, you know, Thanos. He was supposed to be the bad guy for Avengers too, but it's like, oh no, fuck it, Ultron. And Speaking of Ultron, have you seen the cover for the Empire magazine? Or I think I don't remember which magazine it was that showed Ultron. Yeah. What do you think about him? Um. So yeah, Ultron. Um. Yeah, I I, I like his character sign. It's pretty much straight from a comic design and stuff like that. I know a lot of people are bitching about the mouth and stuff like that. I'm thinking to myself, well, the mouth's probably going to be CGI'd. Ugh. <laughs> I know, but this is how the industry goes now, and you, you have to accept it, and a lot of people have to accept it, unfortunately. Um, I, I'm not a fan of, like, it be, of of the design being, like, it's it's just basically Iron Man's armor with an Ultron head. I think that's kind of lazy. Well, to be fair, when you look at it, and you look compare the comic comparison, it's pretty much pretty similar to what it is. Yeah, but I'm just, ugh. 
it still it, it just doesn't sit well with me that you know in the movie continuity Stark is the one who creates Ultron and not Hank Pym, but. I'm I, done beating on that dead horse, to be quite honest. Well, yeah, yeah, we did see Thanos for the first time as well. It's a tiny, tiny image of him, what it looked like, and it, it's, it's just his shoulders and head and stuff like that. And when I saw a comic comparison that someone showed it to me, I went, oh my god, that looks identical to the comic version of him. Yeah. But yeah, that's how I got to feel about it. At least, at least with Marvel, they make their characters look like their characters. Unlike some <laughs> other company. <laughs> okay, well, what was it? Um, what was it? Spawn, where he, where he's a character who's famous for having a cape, but in the movie he doesn't have the cape. Well, he only he... has it in one scene, and it's crappy CGI. Oh, you mean the infamous cape of never-ending capeness? Yeah, <laughs> when he's standing on top of the church. Also, even in the cover, even on the DVD cover, he's he has the cape on, and yeah. I'm kind of thinking to myself, that's a lie. He doesn't have the cape on. And funny enough, in that photo, it's it's like an actual in flesh cape as well. So <laughs> I'm guessing that photo was taken before. I don't know. Maybe they realized when they're doing the uh, what was it like, like the practical effects and stuff like that when you're doing the jumping. The probably that I wouldn't be surprised the cape got in the way and stuff like that. It just wasn't working. They went, oh, we can't really use it that much. <laughs> But, um, so here's horrible CGI bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, I I do like Ben Affleck's bat suit. I think that's probably the most comic accurate Batman costume we've gotten. Oh, to be quite honest. Have you heard what's so funny about it? What? Ben Affleck's going to report basically he's complaining about the costume. <laughs> like every single actor who ever played Batman. No, no, this, this is the funny thing. This is the funny thing. The costume designers. Guess what they forgot to put in. What? A place where you can pee and take a crap. <laughs> so, I'm seriously, who the fuck keep hiring these guys to make these costumes? Seriously, at this point, just get a fucking cosplayer in, give them a million quid and tell them, make a costume which is breathable, usable, and also, someone can take a shit and a piss out of it. Oh, I kind of felt sorry for Christian Bale during Dark Knight Rises, where the mask was so tight... Couldn't fucking breathe. Yeah, he, he had to mouth breathe. Breathe. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, the, the, uh, he said. The only plus side of it was that it enhanced his performance. That's the only <laughs> thing he said he was good about it. No, that's why. That's why he talked like the Batman voice because the, his nose was so fucking clogged up. His voice sounded terrible. Like because when he tried talking normally, because the mask was so tight. And, and and he couldn't do it, so he's like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna do a Batman like a growly voice, because that's the only thing that sounds intelligible." And the only other, <laughs> and for anyone wondering about, say, we, people's probably gonna say to us saying, "Oh no, no, you just make shit up." Okay, there's a video footage for him practicing for his audition when he's wearing Val Kilman's bat outfit, the one the, the one that doesn't have the nipple pieces, by the way, um, and he gave gave a performance being Batman. And you can understand what he's saying. <laughs> you know, it it boggles my mind how some of this stuff happens sometimes. Well, it's, uh, and, I'm, and I think the one thing that bothers me about most about the Marvel com- costume designs is Captain America. I, I have yet to see that them get that costume right. Yeah. Because, again, 
all the footage I see of him, he's not wearing the mask, and it looks good, but then when he wears the mask, it's like, why does it look like a fucking plastic mask? Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's just like, I can imagine like, like when Warner Brothers, because you know San Diego Comic Con's going on at the moment, right? At the time this yeah, is recording. Yeah, we're going to... We're gonna do a wrap up when once the once the whole thing wraps up. Yeah. So don't 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 complain to us about that. Yeah. We're we're gonna do a wrap up show. Well, I can imagine that... that a bunch of photos they're gonna release. It's gonna be a bunch of selfies of basically them in the costumes and stuff like that. And it's gonna be like twenty different filters over it, so you can't even identify what the costumes look looks like. <laughs> I did see an exhibit that because it's Batman's seventy fifth anniversary. They got all the bat suits from the various movies, and yes. Even the Schulmacher bat nipple one. Yeah, this <laughs> apparently could these um, Warner Bros. slash DC are barking on about. Oh no, we've got this um, exhibit sort of thing going on at the moment for Batman Seventy. We've got a bunch of other costumes from Superman, Green Lantern apparently. Even though that suit was mostly CGI'd, uh, apparently old stuff from the old TV sh- like Superman stuff, the old Flash stuff, and everything like that. They're, they're bragging on about it quite properly, but. All they showed off in the little teasers back ages ago, they only showed off the cows for the exhibit. Well, I, I saw pictures of the full suits, so yeah. I don't know if, about that, but usually I've been to San Diego Comic-Con, and usually they would have the full suits there to, to, for people to look at. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for fuck's sake, they showed Arrow's costume even before that show aired. What, 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 so, you know... You, 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 what, you just mean a hood, uh, hood and some pants? <laughs> no, I mean the actual costume, like the the, the the vest, the gloves, the the bow and arrow, everything. Oh, okay. So then th- th- that, that show didn't even air and they had the costume there. It's like, oh, there you go. Okay, cool. Pretty much how it works sometimes. <laughs> Nah. Uh, yeah, I can sit here all day and talk about stupid superhero costumes, to be quite honest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the the thing is, um, you know, on the 75-year Batman thing, they actually show the actual costume in color now. I have not seen this. You have not seen it. Hang on, I'm going to send to you right now. It's breaking news, breaking news. <laughs> I only just saw it half an hour, literally. I just saw it just now, so I don't know if it's real or not, but... It looks photoshopped to me, but if that's the case, uh, I don't know what to think of it. <laughs> it looks real. breaking news. <laughs> it looks real enough. That's the only thing I'm going to say about it. Okay, let me just see this. Uh, it kind of looks photoshopped, but... Yeah. Mm. I don't know what to make of it. That's the thing, so don't go too thing on it. But if that what it looks like in the final product... That looks plastic as shit. Because <laughs> this looks like a fucking action figure, like what what they yeah. what they're modeling this off of. But I don't. But but it's but it's kind of sad how this is like the most comic accurate Batman costume we've gotten, where it's like it's this it's the the black and gray, the big symbol with the that was supposed to be based on. Frank Miller's Batman and the small cowl ears. So, you know. It's probably the most comic accurate Batman we've gotten. That's true. Unlike Nolan's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, oh, you know, fuck it. Make him armored. Because the armored Batman always looks good. No, he doesn't. No. So, yeah. Any other bit of news? Uh, moving on. Have you seen uh, the new... T- again, 
probably going to get shit ton of hate for this, but I'm actually looking forward to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I know, shocking, right? No, no, it's actually like, <laughs> I don't know, they actually like, they show stuff at the beginning, everyone hates it. Then they showed a little bit more stuff, people started liking it. They showed more stuff, people started hating it. They show newer stuff, everyone starts loving it again. It's like, it's, it's like a, this film's going to be a, a love-hate relationship with most people, I think. Because I don't, out. like, uh, okay. I know a lot of people bitch about the fucking designs, but I'm thinking to myself, what else do you want them to do, to be quite honest, at this point? Like, because... Because here's the thing. The the original Turtle designs, they were not very good. Mm. Like, in the, the, the original movie. Because, mm-hmm. cause, okay, like, some of the puppeteering work for the original movie looked good, but when it, when sometimes when they were moving around and fighting, it looked dumb. Yeah. It looked really retarded and 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 oh god I, I gotta have to I have to mention this but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 god the fucking suits were awful like they didn't give a shit no, they didn't. The, the, no. like the fucking the mouth didn't even move like properly it just moved and it wasn't even matching the sentences that the that the actors were saying and it just looks like garbage wasn't good so I'm just saying to myself, like, okay, I understand, like, there's, there's this whole CG versus practical effects thing, but this is, like, probably the best stuff I've seen the Turtles look like, look, in a long time, to be quite honest, because I've seen fucking Heroes, what was it, the fucking, what was that terrible show with that Power Rangers crossover? Oh, Next Mutation? Yeah, I've seen those suits, yeah. and those are awful. Oh yeah, they are. Those, those make look. Those make those suits on Next Mutation make make fucking Turtles Three look like a masterpiece by comparison because they were so lazily put together. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, fine, you know, people just give give the shit like. <sighs> I understand, like, okay, it's not the it's not the turtles I grew up with, but. So what? The original Turtles cartoon was a bastardization of the Dark and Gritty Turtles comic. Yep. You know, and it just... I hate this idea of everything has to be like what I grew up with, otherwise it doesn't mean shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it just... it it. I'm just, I'm just kind of tired of it. I, I really am. Like, these are the new Turtles. You know, fine. They look fine. I know what they're supposed to be, and and from the trailers I'm seeing, I'm happy that this movie is actually like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. They their personalities are dead on. They're actually funny. They're actually bantering with yeah. each other. Shredder looks intimidating. Yeah, and also for for the first time, I think I, I we have an adaptation movie that isn't trying to be Nolan's Batman. I know. Uh, you know, it's just I don't. I don't get it. It's like, oh, and again, oh, Michael Bay. No, he's just a producer. And can we just get... I'm just tired of, oh, Michael Bay's attached to this. It's automatically going to mean shit, right? Because, you know, Michael Bay's one filmmaker, and he apparently represents all of Hollywood, apparently. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm really tired of this shit. I really am. Like, it's just... We... This is, like, the best they've gotten. I mean, I here's the thing. I'm not saying that this movie's going to be perfect. It's probably going to have flaws. Every movie has flaws. 
But at the same time, this is the kind of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie I always wanted, to be quite honest. Because they got the Turtles characters right. You know, Leonardo's the leader, Mikey's the comic relief, Raph is the badass, and Mikey's the nerd. Uh, Donatello's the nerd. Yeah. And I'm like, this is all, that's all I need, to be quite honest. I don't really care what they look like. I know what they're supposed to be, you know? <laughs> I'm not stupid. I mean, and... And they used motion capture for this, which I'm, which I think was the right move because, you know, if it was just total CGI, it would look like garbage because you kind of need motion capture to, to you know, capture the movement properly, and it looks really good. I don't, I don't see what what people are complaining about. I, to be quite honest, I think it's going to be a guilty pleasure. It's it's going to be one of those films when people are going to like, going to like it, but they're going to. Nick picked the flaws out of it. I think it's going to be up there with... I don't know. It's like with some audiences with Transformers 1 or something like that. I, I don't know at the moment, but... All I'm going to say, um, if it's better than the Transformers films, it's done its job better there. <laughs> well, fourth one. <laughs> fourth one was okay. Still, it was still <laughs> shit, though. It's the same garbage that they've been feeding us. Since the first one. I actually heard a comment, and I shit you not. Someone came out of the cinema and said, "Oh, it's not as good as the um, it's not as good as the original Transformers, isn't it?" <laughs> I shit you not. I've heard that. I know that. I know. It, it just goes back to my argument of like, what were you expecting when you went into this? Like, why? Just I was working with someone who basically said said this. He said, "Oh, the Transformers movie got better with each one going," and I was like, "Wait, what?" I can see that with the fourth one because the fourth one actually had sub wasn't. No, no, no. He hasn't seen the fourth one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can see the fourth one because again, like I think I'm the only one who didn't like totally hate the fourth one. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, but again, uh, if I'm going to compare it to the first three, oh god, it's a massive improvement. Yeah. But and and again, like I don't. It's best enjoyed as like something you don't take seriously, which is something which is a problem so many people have when going into it. Where it's like, oh you no, know, why is it this? Why is it that? Blah 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 blah. It's just, it's a fucking Transformers movie, and Transformers has always been fucking stupid. If you really want to look at it, <laughs> very very true. Same thing with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like a lot of people like the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Some people hate it. it uh, I can see the, I can see this new one going that same route where there are going to be people who like it and there are going to be, be people who hate it. That's that's movies these days, you know? Like, there is no... It's right always... A, decision? Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say right or wrong, there, but there is no in-between. Yeah. Like, you either love something or you either hate it. So, you know... Again, you're gonna have, and you're gonna have tons of nerds coming out of the theater, go, "Oh, this movie sucks. These aren't the turtles I grew up with," and blah blah blah. Michael Bay ruined my childhood yet again. Blah blah blah. And I'm thinking to myself, "Yeah, you you bitched about this movie, but at the end of the day, you still paid money to see it, right?" That is true. That is very <laughs> very true. Anyway, speaking of other turtles news, unfortunately, we've uh, heard that. Uh, Jason Biggs isn't coming back to voice Leonardo in the third and fourth seasons of the t- new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles he, cartoon. Yeah, he's busy um, doing the new Orange is Black, isn't he? Yeah. 
I've been watching that. That's actually quite a good show. I'm, I don't blame don't blame one little bit, but you know, the new guy who's doing his voice, he's all right. He's good. He he sounds pretty similar. No, but they're gonna replace him with Seth Green. Um, <laughs> that's I don't. It, I, I'm gonna wait until I hear him doing it. Because I'm sorry, Seth Green only has one voice, and that's Seth Green. That's true. He's not that good of a voice actor, I'm sorry. Well, that's the reason why he voices nearly most of the characters in Robot Chicken. <laughs> Again, because it's like... It, it is kind of weird, because it's like, when I first heard Jason Biggs was going to be doing the voice of Leonardo, I was like, oh, really? That pie fucker is going to be doing Leonardo? Okay. <laughs> and he was good, and... And it kind of it's kind of weird that they're replacing him with Seth Green, even though they actually had a, a voice replacement for him on the show, because you know they recorded some episodes of the voice replacement in the, for the second season, and he did a good job. I don't know why they couldn't make him the main voice of Leonardo. I guess Seth Green pays more. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it's it's kind of weird, and and it, and it, it and it couldn't have come at a worse time because. The show was really starting to get good for me. Like, um, it was really starting to get good, and I was really starting to like it. And then I hear this news, and I'm like, oh, wow. Well, I, I, I know what you're like. You fly off the handle when you hear any news you don't like. But just like, like I said, just wait until he comes on. Give him a chance. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, I like Seth Green. I'm a big fan of Robot Chicken, but I'm kind of just, like, skeptical at this point. Because I'm like, you know, Seth Green just can't do... He can just do Seth Green, you know? I know, but... Like again, I'm gonna pass judgment until I see, I, I see him actually doing it. You know. Have you been keeping up with the show, or have you like? No, uh... no, I'm, I'm kept up with it and everything like that. It's 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 good. It's good. I, I can't I, I can't wait to to see the rest of it. It's it's again. It's very enjoyable. That's the thing. Well, which episode are you on now? Oh God, I think we had discussion before. Um... Oh, it was the one with Casey. Again, I think I'm not up to date then. Um, Casey versus Raphael, and they had like a challenge sort of thing and sort of thing. It's the one off the back when Stockman fly thing. Again, no. I, I've been trying to keep up with it. Um, not to be doing do a good job of it. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I, I was. I thought that episode was weird because they got like Danny Trejo to do the voice of like yeah. the neutralizer. Yeah, I and saw like... that. Oh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> I recognize that voice. That that was him. Yeah, Danny Trejo. Oh. <laughs> nice to see him getting some work. <laughs> well, it's Danny Trejo. He'll work for fucking peanuts at this point. He will work for a ham sandwich. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> considering the shit he's in. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to see him something. It's nice to hear he's in something quite decent. Also, um, you know the giant episode with the worms and stuff like that. Yeah, that's actually up for that's up for Emmy nomination. Well, good for them because that was a good episode. Yeah. Hopefully, it get gets it. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I, I, I'm. I think my only complaint at this point about the show is the animation. It's still kind of eh. But yeah, yeah you, been... you haven't been you haven't been a fan of the animation since day one. I think the problem was, I I was okay with it until I saw the Sonic Boom stuff. And how beautiful and flawless that looked oh, in comparison. Sonic Boom looks amazing at that moment. <laughs> I cannot wait for that to come out. It's just like, yeah, 
<laughs> it's like I can, I can imagine you, you. I just imagine you like, oh, this is okay. I imagine then Sonic Boom go out, and you're like, what? <laughs> Why can't you do it like this? <laughs> Again, you got to remember the people who are doing making the Sonic Boom cartoon and Red Button Media, and they've got people from used to work from used to work on from Insombi, um used to work for Insombi at Naughty Dog and Ubisoft divisions. That's the reason why that game, that's the reason why the, the game and also the TV series looks so darn good. Well, I can't, I can't wait. Hopefully we get like an extended trailer at Comic-Con or something because well, I want to see more of it. Yeah. I like the little teaser trailer. It, it made me chuckle in some places, especially with the Knuckles bit when he's like, he's, he's signing his document and stuff like that. So, so Sonic, you want to be my new sidekick? <sighs> no Knuckles. I, don't know I, I think that my favorite line was, I'll come back with a better robot, and he'll make me ham. Evil ham. <laughs> it sounds like it's going to be very tongue-in-cheek and slapstick humor. Because it reminds me so much of Adventures, and I love Adventures to Death. I think that show gets it's, a, a it's fairly end. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, oh... Because when I heard Robotnik say that, I'm like, oh, it's the old Robotnik from uh, from uh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog who would say stupid crap and would make me laugh. <laughs> and he's just like, my name's Eggman. Eggman, get it right. Anyway, whatever, Eggy. <laughs> I was just like, okay, he, he's talking smack. <laughs> but yeah, Sonic Boom, can't wait to see that. And yeah, we're definitely going to talk about it when the first episode comes out, because this is this either going to be my initial impression. I'm going to be like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. Or you probably won't be hearing from me, because I probably would have uh, been caught up the beetle position in the shower, crying, <laughs> crying stuff here on my thumb. <laughs> green eyes! They gave him green eyes! <laughs> oh god. Oh no, 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 no. It was, the fans got outrageous over the... Oh, oh yeah, Richie was the green eyes, and now it's the blue arms. <laughs> I fucking hate the fan I fucking hate the community sometimes. I really do. Uh, well, again, I don't know how they feel about the shark people and Archie, though. Because mm. I, 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 I thought that would have created outrage, but no, apparently not. I know they added more original characters to the show, so that's going to be interesting to see how they're going to act. But again, I like that because it does harp back to the days of Saturday M. Actually, a world filled with uh, not humans. <sighs> fun times fun times I think another one that made me laugh was them sitting at the table coming up with ideas and you only see it for a brief second Amy juggling and Sonic looking unimpressed yeah that <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing that if that's, that's the case so that, that's how they're going to go around their relationship like if they say instead of her being a possessed little fangirl sort of thing she's just there to try to impress him like, like to prove that that she does deserve to be on the team, and Sonic just ignores her constantly. <laughs> like, like, like she, she's one of the most reliable people on the team who gets stuff done, and then Sonic just completely ignores her every single time. I can imagine like, if that's a running joke, I'd be happy with seeing that. <laughs> but yeah, and finally, our final news is unfortunately. Oh god damn it, Marvel! <laughs> so yeah, Falcon is the new Captain America. You couldn't stop at one change, could you? So this is what I've been told <laughs> is that apparently Steve Rogers, the formula that is inside his body, it stopped working. 
So he's actually aging and he lost his powers. Have you ever seen the meme that we made for, for this? Yeah. Yeah. Who's on? Who's now left, bitch? Maybe <laughs> 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 laugh so much when I saw that. But yeah, um, again, I, I would have thought they would would have gone back to to Captain America, um, the Winter Soldier, being Captain America again, because that was quite quite a decent good run for him. <sighs> Plus, I, I love when Spider-Man cracked jokes at Winter Soldier being Captain America. That was funny. I, I, like, here's the thing. I'm going to be br- brutally honest here. I never liked Falcon as a character. Always found him to be a lame-ass. Like, I, I, I... I... Be honest, I don't really know the character until I saw him in the film, and a tiny bit from the Ultimate Universe. That's about it. I, I never liked him, because he was just there. He was just like, oh, you know, I'm just there. And he just like, oh... What's your power? Oh, I just have I have this flying thing. So you're like the vulture, yeah, kinda. Hmm. Just it 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 bothers me because they believe that oh, if we put a black guy in a Captain America costume, more you know, more people, more diverse people are gonna buy our comic. It doesn't fucking work that way. I don't know. It's give it a year. That's it. Again, it's. Shit's gonna change back. Fucking Quick. Avengers two comes out. Yeah. It's just, so- also, I do love the fact that fucking Thor and Captain America get changed completely. But Tony Stark, all what is what oh, is this change? Oh, no, he just gets new armor. Yeah, you know, you know, in a new location. And they call changes comment to superior Iron Man now. <laughs> and his armor's now green. Not not Bumblebee anymore. It's white and black or white white. I I, I can't. It, Iron Man, it, it, whatever, whatever mood Iron Man feels like he wears. I can imagine his suit now is just like a giant mood ring. Whatever mood he's in, it just changes that color. Oh, God, it's like the 90s cartoon where he's like, armor, samurai mode, and then it just changes to samurai mode. Yeah, I can see No that. goddamn reason. Yeah, or, or it's like, oh, my God, laser, space mode. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, I've been watching episodes of that cartoon, and that cartoon is fucking horrendous. I think it's on Netflix. It's on YouTube. I've been watching it oh, for yeah, the past Marvel couple of days, uploads, and I'm like, yeah. ugh. Yeah, Marvel <laughs> uploads their TV shows to YouTube, don't they? Their cartoon shows yeah. away, don't they? Yeah, I, I, I've seen it, and it just, it's... Oh, my God. It's all... <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like... Especially the second season where he gets this power where it's like you can just say any name of any armor and it would change. Yeah. L- like samurai armor, drill armor, just it's just fucking retarded. Yeah. What's her? And he was in. A, I was never a fan of him being in a relationship with what's her face, Spider Woman, on that show. I always uh-huh. thought that was weird. Well, I I got to say about this much though. Um, I'm happy. Um, speaking of Iron Man, I'm happy. Avengers, they, they gave him back the the gold, um, gave him back the yellow and red armor. Oh, I did not like the fucking gold armor. I thought that was stupid. Um, but yeah, I think overall, I can't wait to see. Um, I, I'm curious to see how what they're going to do with Falcon. I don't know. I think it's not going to be that impressive or anything like that. But the funny thing is that here in the UK, immediately when they announced that. News about uh, four being turned into women. We had a load of thunderstorms here in the UK. 
and I know we're getting a bit off topic here, but um, someone actually, someone I knew made a joke about the whole situation. They said, he said, you find it funny that when Full for to the room, I said, why is that? He said, we started to get thunderstorms. I said, yeah, go on. He went, yeah, immediately he'd been turned into a woman, just like any woman. He has to tell everyone about it. And I was oh. like, oh, dude, that is bad. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> he was like, it was true. They wouldn't make a noise about it. And I thought, dude, come on. That's bad. Because that caused a lot of controversy, and I think we talked about it last time, and I'm not a fan of the decision, and it's just, whatever at this point. I, I, again, it, this stuff just makes me want to not want to read Marvel, because it just it just makes me go, okay, you're not treating these characters with any respect, and you're just, like, not even caring anymore. Mm-hmm. We 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 talked about that already. I'm really don't want to go back into it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about bullshit comics. I, I okay, fine. Have you been reading any new comics? Because I, yeah, I got, I've been reading some good stuff. I've just been reading the Spider-Man comics as per usual. To be honest, that's it. Oh, dude, dude, I want to talk about this. Uh, do you remember Ultimate FF? This is pretty funny. Oh yeah, yeah, go on. It, it apparently got cancelled. Yeah. And issue four is amazing. Ah. Because because out of nowhere, the book goes from serious to a comedy. Oh, I wonder because what, the I, ri- I wonder... because the writer did not give a fuck. <laughs> oh, it's funny you mentioned that because you know what they just announced for for the new Fantastic Four film. What apparently they're not going to be wearing costumes and they're not going to have superpowers. <laughs> apparently, apparently he described it as disabilities. No, I mean, seriously, it's the guy who's directing it. They were supposed to be filming this back in April. <laughs> so what, uh, Johnny Storm is just a just a crazy kid who likes to set himself on fire? I'm really surprised. At, the, at this point, they, they, they said they're not going to be called the Fantastic Four. They're not going to wear the costumes, and apparently then we're not going to describe them as having powers. And I'm like, oh my god, um... The sooner this film fucking fails, the sooner the rights go back to Marvel, and then, fingers crossed, we can actually have a we can probably have a second Hulk film. Because what can you do with the Hulk? You have him meet the Fantastic Four. That's how you can get around making Hulk films. And here's my question: No, no, but it just gets better because like they they kind of explain what. <laughs> Ultimate Doctor Doom was doing because apparently here's the origin. Oh god! Apparently, remember when he went to the zombie universe at that one point? Yes, I remember. Apparently, he never came back. Yeah, and he was like, was he, apparently he told, apparently he told someone is like, look, I'm not coming back. You take over. You're Doom now. <laughs> Just, that's hilarious. Where who? How do you qualify for that job where you go up and say, I want to be Doctor Doom? <laughs> Stand in. How do you qualify for that? I don't know. I mean, I... Maybe Doctor Doom's just sitting down and something like that. He's like, you, yes, you're the new Doctor Doom. Wait, what? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Apparently he never came back and they explained it. Oh, he finally came back, uh, you know, recently, but he got captured by S.H.I.E.L.D. and he's been in a holding cell for fucking three or four years now. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> That's why he survived. Again, so. uh, the giant Galactus problem. I mentioned this in the podcast before. Giant Galactus problem, any smart scientists we got? We got Doctor Doom in the basement. They're not supposed to know about that yet. But it gets better because there's a big revelation at the end of this comic. And and you want to sit down for this one. And I'm not making this up. This totally happens. Okay, go ahead. 
Miles Morhamis. Miles Morhamis. The ultimate spider. <laughs> yeah. Is introduced in this as the savior of the world. Because guess what? A giant duck Doug Galactus is invading his world and he needs to save it. Of course. <laughs> Book is awesome. Are, they, are, are these like rejected Deadpool scripts or something like that? No, because he knew because the writer knew that, it, that his book was getting cancelled, so he said, fuck it. Like, the mood just changes, it turns into a comedy book, and all of a sudden, Miles uh, Morhammond shows up at the end. It just, it's insane! How, how, many, um, how many issues he got to do until, un, until they pull the plug on him? Uh, ne- next month's the final issue. <laughs> oh my god, I can't... <laughs> if this writer is, is this much of a genius, all I'm going to say to him, please, for the love of god, blow... Up, I I don't know. I, just go to alt universe. Go to the other universe that you make up of your own, and all the heroes die in it for no reason. <laughs> Do you want to know why? Because that represents the alt universe perfectly. Just oh god, it just it makes it all worth it, really, because it just it's so batshit insane, and I'm like. I want to see more of this, because it's so batshit insane, and it's clear he's just making this shit up as he goes along, because he apparently had an idea for a story, but at some point he's like, fuck it, they told him the book was getting cancelled, and he's like, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> just, God. Again, like I said, a lot of people's marching orders in Marvel is basically, do not bring up the Fantastic Four, do not mention them as a team, so, you know, he's probably took those words to heart. <laughs> I mean, really? Because his um, because his book was the only one that got canceled that that I'm aware of. They're conti- they are continuing on with the normal Fantastic Four book. Well, I can imagine they're gonna have to continue on with that. But I think I think any and they're book... and they're doing like a crossover with Doom and Loki. You know, Lo- Doom is gonna be showing up with on Loki's book. So, you know. Well, like I said, they're gonna need to. You know, I don't know. I I don't agree with some of the stuff they've done, but. Yeah, sometimes. Again, it's just it just it's so insane. I had to mention it because it's just fucking retarded. It's just amazing. Hmm. Also, I think I think I read my favorite comic. I think I know what my favorite comic of 2014 is. What's that? Harley Quinn invades San Diego Comic Con. If you had not, if you have not read this one shot, read it. It's brilliant. Oh, this is the one I heard about. There's the whole joke, basically. Everyone's calling Harley a slutty clown now. No, 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 it's hilarious. No, 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 because that's... I saw one panel when she went into this room full of Joker cosplayers. Oh, and then she, she, and she basically like, well, I, I knew that all of them... I knew from the start that all, all, all of them were not Mr. J, but I thought I'd give them a go anyway. And just all of them just looked like they just had sex. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. And I think to myself, Wow. You have made Harley Quinn into a huge, huge slut. <laughs> if, it if it was the other way around, it would consider rape. <laughs> I just want to point that out there. But apart from that, it was funny. It was, it was a funny comic. No, it's. Have you read it? Have you no, read the I have not thing? read it. But I have heard read it, funny dude. It, it's it's my favorite. It's my favorite comic of 2014. It's so hilarious. It captures the spirit of Harley. Like, this is old-school Harley. This is like the 90s Harley, where she's dumb and, you know, she's oblivious to what's going on around her. And it's just hilarious. Oh, it's funny. Uh, 
That's not fair. Hey, so pick this up. I think this is my favorite comic of 2014. Like, because it just made me laugh so hard, and, and there's just so many good jokes I don't want to spoil because they're just they they made me laugh so hard. Okay, I'll go. I'm, I'm going to pick that one one up there from your recommendation. Ugh. <laughs> oh, but I think that was my favorite comic I read this week, and and I read the new Teen Titans book, and holy oh. shit. The Teen Titans are actually being Teen Titans. Thank you, fuck. Oh, so, I, so they're not being Battle Roy- um, They're not being Battle Royale. Or they're not then. being. They're not being annoying little shit bags who are going. Bleh, 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 bleh. And that's like that fucking show on Cartoon Network. Or, or they're trying to kill themselves. Yeah. Like they did when they brought them back for the first time around in the New Fifty Two continuity. Like they were fighting <laughs> for each other in Battle Royale style, Hunger Games sort of style, and then you had to die. <laughs> Who looked like the Grim Reaper, and he said, "I am Death. I am the Night." Oh wait, shit! I'm still someone else's gimmick here. <laughs> and then Trigon shows up. They beat him, and I'm like, "Oh, thank fuck!" It's got... this is the classic Teen Titans where it's like it, you have a team, you introduce who they are. It's a good issue. It introduces who the characters are. They put them on. It's like a, they fight a bunch of terrorists who are hijacking a school bus. And I'm thinking, okay, that's pretty good. This is a good issue. I like that. That is very classic Teen Titan motto sort of thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like holy shit, you've finally done it right. I mean, this is the. Yeah, it's 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 a. This book is a good introduction to people who want to get into Teen Titans. I mean, just fuck all that previous stuff. That that stuff is just garbage. But this one's pretty good. I think that's another recommendation. I, I think you should pick up because that's a pretty good book. The one I read this week, it's pretty good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I read this week. So again, <laughs> well, yeah. So the only other thing I've been following is again I've been following Sonic comics and stuff like that. They're going through the um, dark um, Sonic Unleashed storyline at the moment. It's 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 just good at the moment, and the characters acting as the characters should have and. But yeah, it's going really well, and also they announced the Sonic Boom comic. Of course. <laughs> I mean, I said that from day one when Sonic Boom came out, I went, yep, yeah, there's going to be a Sonic Boom comic. Sure enough, they are. If it runs more issue than the Sonic X comic, I'd be happy. Oh, fuck that comic. I know, everyone cracked on about it, saying, oh, it was fucking hilarious. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm not a fan of tying in comics to TV shows. I always think, yeah. think that those are kind of lame, to be quite honest. But yeah, have you seen the character... This signs for Sonic Boom. They announced a load of secondary characters. Who who did they announce? Oh, they announced a lot. No, I mean they announced a lot of secondary characters. So everyone from the Sonic games, then? No, no, no. The original characters. Oh, really? Hang on, I'm actually going to send you the article on it really, really quickly. It's on. It, they it was uploaded on Sonic Stadium. So yeah, go and seriously have a look at it. It's just some interesting design. Really harper back to like the very early days of Sonic the Hedgehog. Weirdly, some of them. Because I haven't been following the Sonic Boom stuff, so you know this is kind of news to me. There's two creatures that are in it that are basically on these little dog robot sort of thing. They look like the Krang. Well, Krangish is probably the best way to put it. Oh my god, that old turtle reminds me of like one, a one-shot character from Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. I know! <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? <sighs> this is going to be the secondary cast. Mayor Fink, Cliff, Q1C. The hippopotamus look, looks like he's high. 
<laughs> and also, I don't you find it funny that the um, they, there's a, there's like a second sort of pink looking hedgehog in there. I'm actually curious if she's going to have any relation with Amy. Well, all I know is like the pink hedgehog's gonna, you know, again, new Sonic character, you must draw porn of it. That's the rule. Oh god. <laughs> and also, it doesn't Mayor think like he be- belongs in Basil Great Mouse Mouth- Mouth- Detective? I think he does, yeah, kind of. I don't know what, and also the, the beaver with a bow tie. <laughs> and it'll like hold his hand. I can imagine there'll be a fan edit somewhere, someone put a sonic screwdriver <laughs> in Nana Fez. <laughs> do, do, do. Yeah. But yeah, um, overall, yeah, I'm, I'm looking, again, I said this already, looking forward to Sonic Boom. Can't wait for it. I mean, again, I'm kind of glad they're using concept art for this, because, you know, most shows don't do that anymore, but again... You know, like, and I would kind of probably see Percy being like a fan favorite character because you know she's a sexy female, and yeah. you know <laughs> they gave her cleavage and boobs. <laughs> Pretty much, we need to it down to. But yeah, overall, no, I mean, I like these designs because they 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 kind of show that they're different towards the original cast because they because everyone doesn't have fucking. Everyone is not a hedgehog? No, everyone doesn't have fucking bandages all over their... Ugh. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I, again, this isn't a show I cannot wait to see on television. Kind of surprised it took them this long to make a new Sonic cartoon, to be quite honest. I don't know. Well, all we got to say, after Sonic, after Sonic Adventures 2, have you looked at all the games that came out, all the shit Sega went through, through Sonic's... 15 year anniversary and then just finally get back on track for around about his 20th. <laughs> it took him almost 10 years to, to get their act together. It's like, oh, whatever. We don't care. Yeah, yeah you know I mean, it's like the only people that gave a shit was probably the handheld division and now the handheld division's going down and the mainstream stuff's going back up, which is bizarre within itself. Especially with Archie, because I figured, like, after the reboot, they kind of would have lost sales after their whole lawsuit bullshit, but... No, they haven't. They've done well. It's, it's like they've, been doing, they've, been, they've been doing well for themselves, yeah. I will well, give them that. Well, Mega Man sold well well enough for a Mega Man X to come out. And by the way, I read the first issue of Mega Man X. Yeah. No, it's funny. It, it actually starts off with... Um, with Mega Man, basically, they, they, they're actually going to talk about how Mega Man dies. Oh, really? Yeah, how he gets destroyed, how he gets killed and everything like that. So I'm actually curious to see where this is going to go. Because I'm not a fan of the X franchise, to be quite honest. I know, I felt that very up its own ass, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what am I fighting for? Ugh. Oh, God, that good. Yeah. But yeah, um... There again, that's, that's what I've been reading and watching at the moment. But yeah, um, overall, good. Um, final bit of news. So, um, you forgetting the Kickstarter? Oh, <laughs> fuck me! <laughs> Why? Okay, for those who don't know what happened, and how could you? Because it's the fucking internet. Apparently, someone decided to make a joke on on Kickstarter and say they wanted to make potato salad, and their stretch goal was ten bucks. Okay, it's obviously a joke. Anyone who can see it, it's obviously a joke. 
But uh, again, the internet got a hold of this, as they do, and they decided to give them fucking donations as a joke. Now, keep in mind that you're paying money for this. I don't care if you, you think it's funny to give money to stupid projects like these, but at the end of the day, you're paying your own money. And if you, you're paying money for this shit, you're fucking dumb. It's not funny. Like, it's it's totally not funny because, you know, he has, he's made like 50 grand right now. And it just makes me wonder, like... If people don't back out from this, and you, and if you and if you do, then you know you're probably just okay, fine. But I I think that's it's that yearly quota for the internet, basically saying we need to let our amount amount of dumbness out out of us. Let's... Yeah, it's just retarded. Because I'm sorry, you gave money for this. You're retarded. I'm sorry. I don't care if it's like oh, I gave money. I gave twenty bucks to someone on to make potato salad. It's like no, it's the joke's on you because you paid money for this. I it's know. not like it's not like oh, it's not like posting some a funny picture on Facebook or like trolling an account or something. No, it's this is like you're legit giving money for this, and it's just retarded. Because he's going to have the last laugh for the people who don't back out. Because at the end of the day, he's going to have your money. If you don't back out, then he's going to have your money once the funding ends. And then you're fucked. <laughs> what you do, actually, went, he went through it and made, like, the biggest salad ever. <laughs> no, seriously, think about it. What if he actually went through it, filmed himself make the biggest fruit salad ever? Well, jumbo salad. There you go, <laughs> jumbo and then, salad. And how bad would it be if he invites like a bunch of like orphan kids or probably Make a Wish Foundation kids or that, and basically he has like a giant barbecue? <laughs> how bad would everyone else feel basically with rapping on that shit? And that's actually true. I'm not. I'm not saying that is that this is going to happen, but imagine if that is the case. How funny <laughs> would, would that be? Like shit. <laughs> it's like everyone basically say, "Oh, you're destroying." Oh, wait, shit! You actually, is building a giant salad for wait, wait, homeless kids. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! It just. I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things where, again, like you said, the internet has to come out of the woodwork and say, "Hey, this funny thing happened," you know, and we have to make ourselves look like idiots again and again and again, <laughs> just like Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> what is with people in Tumblr? I really don't get it, that. It's a horrible site. You sh- no one should ever go to. So it's one of those things, do not go, do not go. Yeah, just don't, because some of the shit people say on there is just really retarded. Okay, then, I keep that in mind. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's like, imagine, like, you know, you're on Facebook and you hear, and you see someone post something that you're like, oh, God, really? Imagine that, but every day. You see someone posting stupid shit, and you're thinking, are they joking? Are they joking? Oh, God, they're being serious. Oh, God, where do I begin? <laughs> Isn't that how most regions of the network, anyway? That's how Rule 40, 43 came about. Pretty much, yeah. It went, from a stupid, it went from a stupid internet meme to, oh, yeah, fucking porn. Okay. If it exists, there must be porn of it. 
<laughs> and literally the internet took that to heart. <laughs> well, was because the, there's a new rule meme going around now. It's basically if there's a male version of it, it must be a female. Yeah, the rule sixty three thing. That's, this is gross. I know. I see. I've seen some weird stuff of that. It's, also, especially... Frozen is Frozen is overrated. There, I said it. <laughs> oh, <damn> it. <laughs> you see, I've used it like the last three podcasts, haven't you? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't think I ever mentioned Frozen up until this point. But Tumblr loves that shit. So, <laughs> don't know why. Well, don't ask me. I ain't got one thing to add to that. What I was frozen today. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> knew that was going to get you. I knew that was going to get you. You guys don't get Sharknado. No one gets Sharknado. Stupid. Supposed to be stupid. Fun times. Fun. Supposed to be stupid. You're, why are you riffing this? Supposed to be stupid. Sharknado. I'm not going to review it, you guys. It's Sharknado. I think we're completely <laughs> off topic now. <laughs> I'm sorry. That that's that's that was a video I watched, and you know, <laughs> by he who shall not be named, and you know, fuck. <laughs> end it. End it. I, I'm done. <laughs> I, I I don't have much to add. So, yeah, so once again, this has been this has been a hello, governor of the podcast. We've rambled on long enough, but yay. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you all later. See ya. Bye.